Welcome to the continued podcast adventures of Superhero Speak. But I think many of the people that love this character and that love superheroes in general have used these stories as inspiration to say, you know what, I'm going to do something good in the world. I'm going to make a difference like my hero when I was a kid. That is my fondest memory of it because when, you, when you're doing comic books, you want them to affect people. Right. You want people to care. You want, you want to strike emotions. And I knew that that clone saga was striking a lot of emotions. Can you yeah. imagine uh, Pulp Fiction starring Goofy and uh, Mickey Mouse? I can totally <laughs> imagine that. You I'm sure somebody's written that one. Pounder with cheese and France, Mickey. <laughs> <laughs> Boy, ale with cheese, Mickey. Yeah. <laughs> I can totally see. I, I, would, I would watch the hell out of that movie. Yes, I gladly saw, sacrifice at my. my progeny to you of a mighty marvel beast <laughs> but neil adams is somewhere going mm, it's, it's my time uh, how do you measure success hey everyone and welcome to superhero speak i'm your host dave but we're on a podcast i have to talk dave you just told me not to talk what am i uh, i'm john uh, hi merry christmas <laughs> happy holidays what have you Mary Yule. Yule. Oh my God. <laughs> I'm just JD. You're just, just plain old JD. That's it. So how is everyone doing this week? How are you, JD? Good. Good. A lot of wrestling going on this time of year. Took place in another big, you know, took third in another tournament with a bunch of nationally ranked teams. I had my, one of my best kids got laid out with a illegal headbutt that wasn't called. So he went unconscious. That's always fun. Uh, so who knows when we get him back? And then I had another kid who couldn't wrestle because he had ingrown toenails that had to be removed. And at first I wanted to laugh and then I saw his feet and I'm like, oh, okay, let's get that done now. So, How do you let that go so far that you need they're kids. They're kids, man. They're high school kids. Yeah. You know, I, 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 at this point I've been doing this so long. I hear things and I just go, okay. <laughs> I, it never ceases to amaze me. Just, yeah. Whatever. So, you know, not bad being down with a couple men, but you know, we did, did solid, pretty happy. Well, and and you, John? Yeah, well, I just wrapped all the gifts for all my nephews and, and you know, all my family members and all. And I got uh, one more day tomorrow to clean up everything. And then I'm going, I'm, I'm going on a world tour, basically. I'm going to stay at three different people's houses over the next three days. Because, you know, the holidays are supposed to be restful. <laughs> the John O'Grady World Tour. Yeah. <sighs> Which is mostly in Connecticut. So, you know. Ah, well. But the, anyway, the Connecticut tour. Yeah. But, you know, that that and work is still dealing with a lot for shell crap. So, you know, even though I'm technically on vacation, I apparently am banking extra days for next year that I can just take whatever I want because, you know, they, they just won't leave me alone. <laughs> Good old freaking work. So, yeah, eh, not that's, bad. That's that's weird. I've had the complete opposite with work today. I'm supposed to have my one on one with my boss. And he didn't show up. So he's on vacation. That's what I think. I think he started his vacation early because I know he's out tomorrow and the rest of the week, but good for yeah. him. Say hi to everybody. Hi. Okay. Hi. Let's, let's Merry Christmas. That's what happens when you don't when you look at the camera and don't watch where you're going. Yes. Yes. You fall backwards over stuff in dad's room. Sorry. If he wants to be an actor, he's got to learn to hit his mark. He does not, not fall want over. to be an actor. He does, he, unfortunately, want to be a professional. Uh, that was the conversation in the car. She goes, I don't think I want to be a pro wrestler anymore. I think I want to be Spider-Man. And if I, uh, catch, 
And if I catch a this is exact words. And if I catch a spider and put it in a jar and pour chemicals on it, and if I get it to bite me, I think I could do it. <laughs> Beautiful. Yes. Beautiful. Oh my God. So, so did he go with you? Oh yeah. Well, I went twice. Oh. I went I went Thursday night with my buddy. And because we always go, we always well, we always went to see movies together. This is before, you know, this whole thing. We had not been to see a movie since Doctor Sleep in February of 2020. So our first movie together in over almost two years was Spider-Man. And then Andy got his COVID shot yesterday, his second COVID shot. So as a reward for being brave, we went and saw Spider-Man. Ah, wow. So you, you're you're all ready to go because you saw things that maybe John and I missed. I did. There's one I'm going to be able to say in particular. Uh-huh. Interesting. But yes, so I saw it twice. Okay, cool. Yeah, other than that, I don't know. I don't really have anything going on. I got the last of the Christmas gifts got delivered today. So I can start wrapping and then figure this all out. Ugh, the holidays. Yeah, um, tell me about it. Which reminds me, for those listening, as always, as we do every year, we'll be taking the next two weeks off so we can spend time with our families and loved ones and acquaintances. Wish my work <laughs> would take time off. Ugh. Well, I'm, I'm, I'm off. You know, my, so my sister is getting married today in Florida. How? Huh? Why? Why what? would you do that? Why would I? I don't know. She said, "Are you coming?" And we said, "Oh, no, we're not going on Christmas, especially because they're already married." But you know, she didn't get enough attention paid to her when she had her first. Uh, when she had the first super spreader event in Vegas, and now she oh wants to have. And so my brother, it was a big thing with the family. So my brother is in Wisconsin. I'm here in Illinois, and we're not in Florida. This is this is like a game in Clue. Who who had the super spreader event? It was your sister in Florida with Omicron. Well, but, <laughs> but, like... but she's already married. That's the, yes, the weird I know. thing. I know, Dave. Were you at I the first one? No, it was in Las Vegas. Oh. When pre-everything, and everyone who went, by the way, had COVID, and one of the people wound up in the hospital in intensive care. So, you know, a good choice on my part. And, uh, you, know, you know, you could just do it at the courthouse. But, you know, no, we have to we have to be all about me about me yeah we all have that crazy member of the family right mm-hmm. you're gonna listen to the show so i can bury her all i want so i see i see family so oh my god so one of the things we don't have social media madness per se this week well except except for like the all the stats on spider-man no way home. right well we'll get to that but i did want to mention one thing related to spider-man and social media I was, you know, you know how you, you're watching YouTube and videos keep playing, blah, blah. And this one popped up and I don't remember who it was and started talking about how Tom Holland wants to step down as Spider-Man. And I'm like, what is he talking about? He just signed a contract to do three more movies. Yeah, I thought that was a rumor like months ago, wasn't it? People just make things up so they get So hold on. So, so here's the thing. I did like look into it. He did an interview with People Magazine where he said... He would like to take some time off from acting so he could start a family. And with Zendaya, well, yeah. Good-looking kids. If you're, if you're dating Zendaya, you, you want some time off to spend with her. I mean, geez. And, and her with him, too. And he said that he enjoys playing Spider-Man and he'll keep playing him as long as people want him to play him, but that at some point he sees himself stepping away to allow other people to be Spider-Man, you know? And it's like, okay... But that's not him saying he's going to stop playing Spider-Man right now. And I'm like, wow, like the internet sucks. 
It does. It's horrible. <laughs> mm-hmm. it's, a freaking, it's a freaking cesspool, man. Yeah, I know. It's just like, I, I just, I don't get that. You know, like, it's easily uh, verifiably false. Yet, and he, yeah. and the, the guy in the video is not stating any sources or anything like that. He's just like, well, no, he's looking for clicks, just like right. everybody else. There's no accountability on YouTube. Dude, there's no accountability with the, like the, the the big news networks. Even they look for click. It's all clicks now. This is true. Yes, very true. So I just I just wanted to get that off my chest. But yeah, other than that, I haven't been very active on social media. Sorry, people. There is a little bit uh, when we get to the review. But if you want to be a part of social media madness, you want to follow us. Here's our good friend D Square to tell you more about how to follow us in social media madness coming in on a motorcycle <laughs> enjoying the show want to be part of social media madness make sure you are following superherospeak.com where you can find all of the show's social media links at the top of the page while you're there you can check out old episodes of the podcast as well as some other great content check the site often because we are posting some great comic reviews as well as comic book and movie news content every day. Make sure and follow us on Twitter at Superhero Speak. And while you're there, check out the rest of the Geek World All-Stars Podcast Network. You can follow them at stars underscore geek. The Geek World All-Star Podcast Network include great programs such as the Pop Prison Power Podcast, Colt 45, So Wizard, Fans on Patrol, The Gorilla Brain Podcast, and of course, Superhero Speak. Search for hashtag GWAllStars. You will not be disappointed. Now, it's back to Dave and the boys on Superhero Speak. <laughs> Thanks for that, Don. Don't forget to check out the Omega Level Nerds Podcast. Available on YouTube and wherever podcasts are available. On that note, we'll take our first commercial break and we'll be right back. After these messages, we'll be right back. All right, we are back. We only have a couple news articles real quick to talk about. The first one, JD, you brought to our attention, which is Marvel is changing the Punisher logo. Which is one of the dumbest things <laughs> I've I don't know. seen. I don't know. I don't know if I agree with that. <laughs> okay. Well, I mean, it, I mean, basically, they added horns to it, so they, they made it look add, like they, they made it look like Mephisto's skull. It, it looks like it looks like Punisher Extreme. I think there it's you a, go. Well, I think if you looked, if you think Punisher's going to be doing stuff with the hand in Jason Aaron's run, so I think it's more aligned with like what the hand is. Like I think it's a merging yeah. of logos, so I get I get. Well, they've also they've also come out and said it's a temporary change. So yeah, I mean it's what it is, and I kind of understand. I mean, like it has been co opted by people that it's like the Peppy the Frog thing, right? Like that thing was not created to be a alt right symbol, and yeah. the guy who created it's like I'm going to take this back, and he failed. You know when when symbols get co opted, like the the swastika for example was never supposed to mean it was a peace sign originally it was and then it changed so i mean like i kind of get marvel going you know we don't like where this is going nowadays so maybe we should change it and then the people some people be like well that's you're giving in but at the same time like it's also by not doing anything aren't you just saying yes this is this is what we agree with no they they haven't haven't they 
haven't they had uh, issues where Frank Castle was actually talking about what it meant to him, what what he was, oh, yeah. just to to fight against this alt right assimilation of the of the symbol? They did, but you know, I mean, it's that's the thing with like symbology, right? Once something is in, is like incorporated by someone, it, it no longer becomes yours; it becomes theirs. Yeah, I, I know, but like Pepe the Fro- the Frog, right? That was like completely unknown until the alt right. Right. Took it over, right? But mm-hmm. Frank Castle's skull symbol, that's right. way more known that's, for him than it exactly. is. Him. And, and, that's, is. What, and that's, what, that's what I'm getting at. Like, yeah, yeah. So a, a couple people, back. a couple people wore it, but like, I don't think, I don't, I've never, I don't think it was co opted the way Pepe was. Like, mm. you see a couple people wear a t shirt, it doesn't mean anything. Like, I think they're making a bigger deal out of it than it is. You know, it's, 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 it's it feels like a much different situation, you know? It's, I don't know if, it's, it's not it it's it's still big but it's stupid it's stupid like it's it's goddamn covid time stupid you know it's think, it's, it's it's i think we have a problem of giving right stupid like i think we have a problem of giving credence to the vocal minority on the internet and th- we do that's, that's a mm-hmm. Yeah. But we still have to deal with them. That's the problem. That right? is the problem. And like it's also a thing too where people are making merchandise with your ip and like, it's so funny when lawyers can't do anything to stop this because it is so widespread. Like there are people that are going to knock off bumper stickers and t-shirts and all those things. And like, they're still doing it. So, I mean, it's like, at I some have, point you lose control of it. It's because there's such small outfits. Like if it there is. were a larger outfit, well, I the mean, mouse would be all over that. I mean, mm-hmm. I mean, but Greg's, there's, there's, aren't. Greg's work ends up on stuff all the time, mm-hmm. you know? I mean, and it's not his IP, but it's his work, you know, and he's not getting a dime for it. So Oh, it yeah. happens. Yeah. My hair looks great. I got a haircut before the show, and I'm very happy with it. Sorry, I'm just, uh, this is the first time I've actually looked at it in the, the show. I'm like, wow, this is a good haircut, sir. Oh, my it, goodness. It, it, it does, it does, it it's does look suave. It's a good haircut. Yeah. yeah, great clip. Great clips, baby. The last <laughs> time I came back from great clips, like one side of my hair was an inch short, shorter than the other. It was ridiculous. I don't know. I think the lady did a pretty solid job. I'm reasonably happy with it. So, hmm. Wow. That is a weird derail. <laughs> I can't help it. I'm looking at me and I'm like, hey. Hey, you're good looking. Hey, I'm all right. <laughs> Beard's starting to fill in nicely, you know? I tried to get a haircut before, but to like everybody's booked up, so. Oh, we waited 45 minutes in the car yeah, because they told us right. to get out, so, you know. Yeah, that's the other thing. You can't wait in the places well, right now. And with the five-year-old, it's easier for him to wait in the car because mm-hmm. he's insane. Thanks. Okay, we're we're on a time limit. We have to. Uh, oh, oh, okay. So, so Frank Castle is now wearing Mephisto's skull. We'll just leave it at that. Yeah. <laughs> Actually, it almost looks like Serta, but okay. Oh, okay. That 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 works too. All right, moving on. Moving along. Kevin Feige and oh, I can't think of her name in charge of Spider-Man over at Sony. Amy Pascal. Yeah. Amy yeah. Pascal uh, have both confirmed. They are currently working on Spider-Man 4. That's because the, they like money, and this and the, is making all the money. Allow me to speak for the planet and say, good. Yes. <laughs> yeah? You think so? Good. Happy. I'm, I mean, we'll get to it. I'm just, I'm really curious where they're going to go after this. It's Me too. I have ideas, but... So do I. It's interesting. I'll, I'll, save, I'll save my thoughts on this till we actually do the review, but... Good. This was, I mean, it's clearly working. Yes. Yes. And I, that article actually came out before the movie hit, but. Because they knew. Yeah. Because they knew. Yeah. Because they, they can look at pre sales now and mm-hmm. see how much it makes before. 
and Google it actually Trends. Opens. Google Trends is also a big thing that's helping people know like where the talk is. And there's not like a direct one-to-one correlation between Google Trends and like to, and, like tickets sold, but you know there was enough Google Trend, you know, positive marks in Google Trends to tell them, okay, we're on, we got something here. And 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 I mean, I know we're going to talk about this after the break, but like just consider how much money it's made now, and that's with a huge asterisk next to it because. The number of people that still don't feel safe going into into the theaters, number of theaters that still haven't opened back up yet, like the the John, ticket sales for this are just. John, you know me, man. You know I'm pretty where I lean on most of these things. I took the kid to see this at ten forty five in the morning, thinking yeah. on a Monday, thinking it was going to be a pretty empty theater. Yeah, I was wrong. It hey. wasn't sold out, but in an IMAX, it was thick. Mm-hmm. Very, very thick for right. Monday morning. And that, and again, that is still with the idea that yeah. there are a lot of people that didn't go to this because of COVID and all that. Mm-hmm. You know, I mean that it it's an appreciable amount. It's like, I don't know. We'll we'll talk about it when we we'll, we'll f- finish that off with the, the box office when we talk about that. But so yeah, of course they're gonna do a Spider-Man 4. You kidding me? If COVID ends, the Spider-Man 4 is gonna make like Spider-Man, gonna... Spider-Man 4. Aren't we really talking about Spider-Man Nine? Well, yeah, uh-huh. now, now we are. That's basically what we got. <laughs> yeah, well, is that is that including the Spider-Verse stuff? Because Spider-Man Ten. Yeah, I have theories on that. I have thoughts on that too. I have thoughts on that too. Well, technically, by the time that comes out, it'll be Spider-Man Eleven, right? Very possible. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah, because there's the Spider-Verse Two. Is Sony has Sony just makes Spider-Man movies now? This is what <laughs> they do. Well, in conjunction with you know marvel because yes I mean, let, let's face it if it wasn't for the marvel stuff oh yeah they'd be screwed they all i'm glad they all got along then and said you know what we're better together than we are separate so you know you can't have snores without the chocolate and the marsh mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah this is true this is very true all right and finally because we've talked about this before and i found this very interesting so stanley not stanley lieber what's his brother's name larry larry lieber and the Ditko family and all have filed a petition with the Supreme Court of the United States over, we talked about their suing for the copyright of the, of the characters, right? Because they want to revert them back to the estates. Yeah. And the thing that made them decide to do this is there's currently a case for the Supreme Court about the game of life. And the original creator of the Game of Life, well, the family of the, of the creator of the Game of Life, say that it wasn't a work for hire. He created the game and then, I guess, Hasbro bought it. But the argument from Hasbro is that so many people contributed to it that it's not the original game he presented. So it makes it a work for hire. So that is currently on the docket for the Supreme Court, and they're going to decide in January if they're going to hear this case or not. And based on that, if if the family wins, then that gives precedent to the creator's family. So I found it very fascinating. What do you guys think? I think everyone wants a big check and everyone (laughs) deserves a big check. Quite frankly. I mean, Disney has it. They should be writing that. They should be writing checks to the Ditko and Libra estates for, you know, the rest of time. Same as reason Warner should be writing into the seat, the families of Siegel and Schuster and finger for the rest of time. You know, that's fair. That's in my humble opinion. That's fair. Cause like, let's say, the Libras get the rights to whatever, you know, who knows what they're fighting for this time. What are they going to do with them? Cause you're not going to get what you're not going to get what you think you're going to get. Right. 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 So the money, the power is with Marvel. 
Marvel Disney, right? So cut them a check. That's what they want. Just cut them a check. Yeah. Cut them a big check. Cut them, make them happy. Like you have, you can afford it. I saw the box office returns. You can, you can afford it. I, I agree. I think that's ultimately how this is going to end, but it's, I'm curious it's, with. It's tricky though. I mean, like I, I am fully behind creators getting paid for their work. Right. And for families to, you know, benefit off of that as well. But there is a problem with the fact that literally Disney is driving the all of the, the copyright, copyright yeah. law. And the fact that no senator or uh, statesman is ever going to vote against uh, the mouse becoming, you know, was it that it becomes uh, open source or public uh, uh, pub, um, public. Oh my God. Public domain. Yeah. Public domain. Right. Nobody, nobody's ever going to vote against that. But the problem being that that means that there's other things uh, like music so, and stuff that Sony and Warner are going to be able to keep forever. And that me and, and it will, we'll never ever be able to see that without paying for it constantly again and again and again and again and again, you know? Right. I hear that. And that's one of, that's one of the things I keep thinking about too. Like John, you and I write software for a living. Yeah. You know, what about the guy who created Gmail? What if his turns around and says, you know what? I deserve all the money Google's made off of Gmail. Boom. Right. Yeah. I'm, of the, I'm of the mind that creators are the 20th century was really about creators <clears throat> being manipulated by big corporations to cycle yes. away creations. Right. That was the precedence that was set in the 20th century in the 21st century. Now that stuff is coming up, they're going to have to if these companies want these things precedence is being set i'm very curious to see what the supreme court does with this um, game of life thing but again parker brothers comics and stuff like that like narrative stuff is different than a board game right yeah For what spider-man it needs to exist as spider-man right <clears throat> so marvel and disney are the people that are in control of that make them pay right they have they have the money right we yeah, have this, and and even we though a this, game can change Spider-Man, they've tried to change him and they can't because the no, idea. He's not he's not the same character that Steve like if you look at Amazing yeah. Fantasy 15, it is not that character. Yes. Right? It is not the the one that was that Steve Ditko essentially created from notes from Jack Kirby. Hmm. Right? Which again too is Steve Ditko doesn't get to Spider-Man without those original Jack Kirby notes. So I mean like the actual creation of these characters isn't so cut and dry. Like this isn't like like the creation of Zoro or something like that. Or and like that's Ranger. <laughs> That's but that's the argument with mm -hmm. that is that Parker Brothers or whoever it is is making is that because so many are hands are in creating this, hmm. it's not a solo person. It's a it it is agreed a, agreed a work for hire it thing. Is yeah, work, it is a work for hire thing. But the thing is, these work for hire contracts were made in bad faith. So I think yeah. every single one of those people who contributed should be paid. Like if you've create if you have taken a hand in creating something that has had that kind of impact your errors should be paid and you know what's the term like i wanted to say ad nauseum but that's not right like they hmm. should be paid they should just be paid like, well in perpetuity there you go yeah in, in perpetuity like they, those things should exist because these companies have made billions based on them and they can afford to take care of the people <laughs> that created them because that's that is fair well and larry True. lieber actually worked on the the comics that was in the newspaper mm -hmm. he was stan's other guy right yes like, he wrote a lot of stuff as Stan. So he does have, right. I believe he wrote a lot of Thor stuff too. So, I mean, yeah. like there's, a, there's a lot that he contributed to the pool, right? And Disney, Disney, I should understand that in this, like contracts are meant to be challenged. 
Like I could say they meant to be broken, but I mean, contra- contracts are challenged all the time. And the legal system is kind of an organism that breathes and changes. And like with the Supreme Court, interpretations change all the time. Like let's look at Brown versus the Board of Education. That is not the way we interpret things today, right? Yeah, so things right. are always, things always change and evolve. So, you know, dis- I'm of the opinion, like if these companies want to keep these things and want to keep them healthy, they owe more money to the people that created them, not the company that shepherded. True. Yeah, that's, you know, that's my left wing stance of the day. <laughs> it's fair, though. That's that's it's that's, fair. you know, you have to be fair to people. That's the it, thing. Is. it is fair. And like, you know, we should the Stoker family continue to be paid for Dracula? Yes. Yes, they should. You know, Dracula is a public domain character, but, you know, it's, it's for their family. Like, that's that's how it should be. <laughs> See, that's the thing, though. That's how old now? Like hundreds of years? Like if that happens, you think think about it. Most most literature and and music, music especially, is created by building on other people's work. But you can't build on other people's work if it's all tied up in copyright in perpetuity, like for the rest of eternity. You will get to a point where you cannot like even put two notes together without somebody suing you. Okay, this is where I get away from where I start swearing a little a little out of the left. I I believe that creators should be paid for their work despite, right? And like I don't know if I like the idea of of work being in in the public domain personally, right? I believe that the people who created it should have access and should be the ones in control of their characters in perpetuity. That makes me uh, very different than the overwhelming majority of, of people, especially in the creative field. But I, I would not bother me if if Charles Dickens's family were still, still you know, in control of A Christmas Carol, right? At that point, work. which 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 one? If he's got a thousand a thousand ancestors right now, but it's that's what I'm saying. Like you know, who is who? But who is the estate? Right? There's people who control the estate. And it should yeah. be it should be associated with the estate, the estate of Charles Dickens. Right. And this is stuff that legality, maybe this stuff wasn't didn't benefit people who created in the 1800s, but it should be benefiting people who created at least the latter half of the 20th century and beyond because the world is changing. Because those were not when those books are being written, there weren't billion dollar companies that existed on the backs of them. That does change things like the people who wrote happy, like you can't happy birthday is under copyright. Yeah, I know. I mean, well, no, it just it just passed out of that. Did it just just, pass out? Yeah, Yeah, it should still be. Right. If you created something that is part of a fabric, the culture of society, you should be compensated that. See, again, though, you get you'll get to a certain point within another 50 years where you can't string two notes together without getting sued by somebody. Like at right. that point, you're done. Like I don't know if creativity I goes know. out the window. No, I don't know if I buy that because like there's books that are written. There's there's infinite ways to, t- to sing a song, to play a song. And you could sit there and say, well, this is this and this is that. And, you know, all it is is if it's successful, cut a check. Cut a check. This is what the legal system is based on. Cut a check. Well, That's it. You know, share the wealth. I don't know. I, I think I think it's going to take people like again, like I'm on both sides of it and I have no idea which way to go. So it's going to take somebody way smarter than me to figure out how to make this work without, you know, making it fair while allowing for our culture to continue to thrive and grow. But our culture will continue to thrive and grow because these things do exist and you can take influence from something without owing people, right? So Star Wars, look at Star Wars. They tried to, like everyone tried to sue George Lucas and he was upfront about his influences, but you can't be sued for your influences. Right. Yeah. But I mean, this is is what the legal system does. Like, but, but John does have a point about music. Like, 
I don't know how much you, you know about music, but not a thing. So one, two, four, five, there, those chords are the oh, chords yeah. that are used in the majority of the pop music that you've heard that has been recorded since the eighties. Mm-hmm. It's, it doesn't, you know, whatever key it's usually those four chords in the song. And it's just like, you know, like, so do you, do you go to the first band that did one, two, four, five? And but that's, but that's the thing is you only see these things go to court when it's, when it's either completely stupid or incredibly questionable. Yeah. Right. I mean, we never, I mean, like it doesn't, that seems to be more of a slippery slope argument is could that yeah. happen? Right. When, it, when there's no legal precedent for that happening, like True. usually when it's happens, it's like, I believe it was uh, George Harrison's my sweet Lord was like, I think it was my boyfriend's back just like played slower. Like there was a big leak. There was a big case over that in the seventies. Right. And they found in favor. Of the right. Point. Or the Ghostbusters theme is actually, uh, I want a new drug by yes. Huey, Lewis Huey Lewis in the news. And that was because that was egregious. Like you've heard yeah. that you went, Oh yeah, that's that. Like, you know, there's cases of that. Like I, I, Avril Lavigne had it in the, in the early, in the mid, mid aughts with, I don't like your girlfriend, which was, you know, they turned out she lifted the the entire hook. Like if you do that and it's egregious, well then yeah, you will, you know, bust out that checkbook. Yeah. You know? Yeah. Especially when it's, you know, the Ghostbusters theme was everywhere. And it was only like six months later. Yes. Like that's one of the more ridiculously egregious examples. Yes. So we'll see. I'm, I'm curious. Vanilla Ice when he completely oh, ripped off. He well, that's Vanilla Ice, man. That's and he, that he was, added. That they was added a, under pressure. Yeah, under yeah. pressure. When they added a little simple hit, and the judge said, "No, it's the same. It's a sample." But that needed that case needs to happen because sampling had become so popular that that was like, okay, what is what is this? And they right. we est- because of that there is this a legal precedent established. But, so, that, sample- but that that was that was an extremely blatant rip. Like he ripped it off. Well, he knowingly. lied though. But yeah. it wasn't. Oh, yeah, it, yeah, it, yeah. If you like go onto YouTube, look oh, I know. telling you just look look for look for there's a clip of Vanilla Ice trying to defend it and talking yeah. about that extra ding that he yeah. added. And that it's was, hysterical because it it's like but again, that had that had to happen because like so much of hip hop because because Ice's baby is so is so successful, right? And because it was so lifted from Queen and they didn't they weren't gonna pay him anything. Of course, those guys are like this is our song. Like now it established it. Yes, if you sample a song. You have to credit them as the writer, right. which is the way it should be. Now, like right. and since then, there's been all kinds of samples, and hey, you just write them in because it's right. <laughs> yeah, you know, it's the right thing to do. Yeah, no, I agree. But it'll be interesting to see how the Supreme Court. Oh, very rules on this with this particular court. Super curious to see how this breaks down. Yeah. So, all right, that is all the news. So we're going to take our final commercial break, and we'll be right back with our review of No Way Home. After these messages, we'll be right back. All right, we're back, and we have a, a movie to talk about, guys. In the uh, words of Bruce Buffer, it's time for the main event. All right, so, so before we get into it, let's let's... Let's talk statistics here. We've had it made 260 million domestically, 340 million internationally, so 800 I'm sorry, 600 and million 900 600.9 million worldwide. And rating-wise, uh Tomato Meter from Rotten Tomatoes is 94%, so that's the critic score. 
audience score is 99%. So, oh, yeah, I mean, that, that tracks. That's 6% of critics have no joy in their <laughs> exactly right the most miserable people you were ever going to meet <laughs> so we we also conducted a little poll of our own and i said have you seen spider-man no way home yet what did you think results dis- i was discussed on the next episode and we had these were the choices i gave people right best comic book movie you know best period comic book period movie period best mcu movie it was okay or it was awful. Oh my God! Who's who would ever? Okay, go for it. So the we actually got somebody answered. It was awful. That got one point three percent. It was okay. Got twenty eight point seven percent. Best MCU got thirty four point seven percent, and the winner, best comic book movie, got thirty seven point three percent of the vote. So, so the overwhelming majority thought it was either the best MCU or best comic book movie ever. Correct. Some of the comments we got here, not my favorite Spider-Man movie or my favorite MCU movie, but they still managed to pull off a good movie despite the huge undertaking and expectations. And I appreciate where they took Peter in his journey. Timothy Jones said, I thought this was a masterpiece, one of MCU's best. I am climbing the walls of the theater with excitement. Oh, ha ha. That is a yes. Sour grapes, ladies and gentlemen, uh, available in finer newspapers across the country. Most Tim uh, Jones tweet I've heard in a long time. <laughs> Jesse Camacho said, my personal favorite Spider-Man movie, but I still think I like Endgame more. It, uh, uh, Endgame's, is Endgame's the only one it didn't beat, right? I think. Yeah, for money, uh, yes. opening weekend, yeah. Yes. Yeah. D-Square said it was enjoyable. Thanks for that, Don. And coming on Omega Level Nerds this week to have a discussion of Don and why he is so lukewarm to this. Yeah. <laughs> Persecute him to the fullest extent of my tongue. <laughs> Devlin Cox said, I feel like this poll goes to different extremes. Well, yeah. <laughs> Either it is the greatest or it is mediocre. I thought it was very solid. Well, that's the whole point of it was okay. Like, there's your middle of the road. And the point of saying best comic book movie versus best MCU, because there are still people going to say, oh, Dark Knight was better. You know, Hmm. choices are here are kind of odd. It's not the best MCU movie or superhero movie, but it's one of my top three MCU films. That's for sure. That's fair. That was Louis Schmerd. Some people like those Snyderverse movies. Some people do. Some, some people some do. People need That's some fair. help. I mean, well, what's the thing? It's like, what is it? Seventy-one percent of the people that responded say either best MCU or best comic movie. Like, that's an overwhelming majority. So, yeah. you know, we'll let it stick. But again, not everything is for everybody. You know, art's going to hit people in different ways, and you know, there's no accounting for good taste. So let's let's go around the room like we always do. Give our non-spoiler reactions to the movie before we really get into it, and we'll let John go first. Ah, dude, I was floored. I mean, we we thought so much had been spoiled, you know, mm-hmm. through rumors and everything, and not really. No, I mean, like, yeah, certain things got got spoiled, but it, it, the movie just had so much in it that you just, you know, you, you you couldn't be spoiled completely on this. So, yeah, this is hands down basically my my favorite of all the Marvel movies. Poor Sony, and and uh, yeah, just one of my favorite movies of all time. Really, it's it's, and and I love that it's. I don't know if this is a spoiler. It's a love letter to all of the Spider-Man movies. 
Yes. And we'll talk, we'll go into that later. So yeah, that's JD. I loved it. I, I absolutely loved it. I do think it's the best comic book movie ever made. <clears throat> and I love the dark Knight. I think this was better because it was different, right? It's a different kind of movie than the dark Knight. This is like, this is a movie that really felt like a comic book event, right? In the way they, mm-hmm. in the way they balanced so much and this movie did, and I realized there's no second time around is they really, they were, there were so many goals that this movie had and it really felt like reading a comic where you get the different issues and, you know, different people show up and you're able to balance out the different characters. And they're able to do that because the groundwork had been laid by eight, eight previous films. So you're able to lean into that. And it quite frankly, it made every Spider-Man movie count, right? Everything counts now. Like in this era, we live of the reboot where everything is started from scratch. Mm Mm-hmm. They made a very gutsy choice in saying we don't reboot, we're building on, much like a comic book, right? Because yeah. if you read different reads of a different runs of a comic, it feels like completely different sometimes. But when you need it, that background stuff is there that you can pull from. So in a way, in that way, this movie feels more like reading comics. When I say comics, I'm like, you know, following a run for years and years and years. This movie really feels like that more than any other movie. So in a way, it's the most comic accurate movie ever. I like that. I will say I cried at least three or four times in this movie. And I was definitely shocked by some of the things that were in it. I will I will go on record to say for the longest time, Spider-Man 2 was my all-time favorite comic book movie. I think this has overtaken that. Just because I feel Spider-Man 2 was the best. It felt the most like Spider-Man, you know, in my opinion. And I only have two issues with the movie. And we'll get into that. And it's... It's just, you know, one is kind of minor and one is kind of big, well, but we'll get into that. But it's just, you know, it's choices Marvel made and, you know, it's a comic book movie, so things probably aren't permanent, but. Okay. So, all right, there you go, people. Obviously, this movie is worth seeing. So if you haven't seen it yet, I don't know how, because I think everyone on the planet has seen it. Pause it, go watch it, come back for our spoiler filled review. And if you have seen it, here we go. So, so they took one more day and made it come to life in a yes, movie. Yes. Not only this is, I love that you said it, Dave, cause you're exactly right. That's what this whole thing was. And this is like, I've advocated for a long time that comics should exist to be IP farms. Right. And one more mm-hmm. day is like one of, is definitely the most reviled story in Spider-Man history. Right. There's not even a second. Yeah. The clone suck is probably the second closest, but this one, mm-hmm. there's no fans. Like nobody likes one, but they took the concept of one more day and made it better. They yeah. found a way to make it pliable. Like the stuff that One More Day dropped the ball on, they knocked it out of the park the, with it. The and, motive, and, and, they, the, and they gave it a, a reason for happening. Like in yeah. the end, you're happy where you are, pretty much. I don't know if you're happy, but I mean, like, so what I did, let's just do this. At the end of One More Day, the comic, we're supposed to be celebrating. But at the same time, there's this like this tremendous loss that's been felt. And we're supposed to ignore it. And like when they're doing, because One More Day ends with them doing the cheers, right? And yeah. this one, we feel the loss, right? Right. You feel the yes. loss, and you you you're mourning, you're mourning it because Peter's mourning it, but trying to move on, right? And it feels more real. Where the end of One More Day, it felt like a fuck you a little bit to people that had followed the books for a long time, oh, right? True. Right. And it's also the motivation in One More Day is questionable. Where questionable it's like best, yeah. The motivation for why Peter decided to do it in this, it makes a lot of sense. Mm-hmm. so one more day just got they just made one more day make more sense after 15 years 
Hmm. Like a took a while to ago. figure it out. Nick Nick Spencer <laughs> finally made one more day. Right, Watch right. Me. We talked about that. With yeah. it's it's May Day is who Mephisto was trying to eliminate Spider Girl from ever being born. Right, and it's like, oh, that makes sense. Like there you go. There's a reason. Whereas for years they're just like, yeah, he just wants the marriage for pain, and it's like it doesn't make sense. Like no. none of it made sense until later but this we talked about comics like later writers come along and they tweak and improve and this is what's nice about feige what feige does is he sees he's done this a few times now is they take threads from comic book stories and take them and strip away the stuff that doesn't work and grow the stuff that does we saw that with civil war too now here's where we're getting into why the marvel universe and the marvel movies work so much better than anything else you know, is specifically the Snyderverse, whatever, is because, you, like you say, this whole thing's an IP farm, but it's also its own IP farm. Mm-hmm. And and then it's turned everything else so, that before it in, into an IP farm. So you, we're going to talk about this, you know, Tobey Maguire and Andrew Garfield are both in this. And so you don't have to sit there and retell a story or anything. And you're bringing in so much history and so much of... Yeah, kind of, and so, and people people's feelings, like you know, people mm-hmm. are attached to these stories, and you know, you get this instant gelling of 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 emotion, right? Because the ground the groundwork has already been laid. So yeah. let's start with okay. So the movie starts off right where Far From Home ends, with that people finding out Peter Parker Spider Man and him being accused of killing Mysterio, and obviously all the. Stuff you would expect to happen. He gets picked up by the Department of uh, not Homeland Security. Damage, damage control. control. Damage control, which yes. is becoming bigger, right? Yes, yeah. it is. So he gets it's picked being... up by damage control. So does so does his friends and his aunt. And there's a whole like they don't have any evidence, so they can't hold him. They release him, but he does hire a lawyer anyway, and that you is need... our first surprise. Jesus in this H. Movie. Christopher, like you need to lawyer up. What a great that that thought that thing was real. That thing that was floating around the internet, that picture. Yeah. That was that was we all yeah. thought it was photoshopped and yeah. it was uh oh why can't I think of the actor's name? Charlie Cox. Charlie, Charlie Cox, Cox yeah. returning as Matt Murdoch. Yeah. Obviously Daredevil. Yeah, not not yeah, not just Matt Murdoch, but you know, somebody throws a brick to the window and he catches it before Peter with his spider sense can My catch favorite it. line in the whole movie. <laughs> it's like, really how'd, how'd you do that? I'm a really good lawyer. <laughs> yeah, it's awesome. like so so he's he's definitely Daredevil. He's definitely most likely the same Daredevil from the Netflix, or at least like the closest One, thing to it for that universe. One hundred percent. Like Daredevil that I'm thinking they're gonna bring just Daredevil in wholesale, right? Especially with so, what we're talking about with Hawkeye. I was about to say, here's the problem. You haven't watched Hawkeye. I have not watched Hawkeye. Yes, but you know the big thing, right? It's Kingpin, right? Yeah, they revealed already. That he he's in the he's gonna be in the finale. They just showed a picture of him in the last episode. So yeah, it is Kingpin and it is D'Onofrio. So it's like they're back. They're both back. Like they're in the MCU. Like, yes. Yeah. So because why fix what's not broken? And that's what I loved about this movie. Why fix what isn't broken? right too often too often stuff gets thrown away in these movies right it was like here's something like i i want to jump ahead a little bit like i we all thought about well when's peter gonna meet mary jane when's this peter gonna have his green goblin didn't need it because they were already (laughs) they were already there can we can we just say william defoe was brilliant in this movie yes oh yeah he hasn't lost a step no not even really good 
what I loved about, and I always wondered this, is why did they put Willem Dafoe behind that stupid mask when his face does it perfectly? And the first, one of the first things they do is they break the mask and then they put him in the goblin gear, right? They basically put yes. him in the homeless version of the goblin gear. And then his face gets to just be the green goblin face for the rest of the movie. And here's what's amazing. He's the freaking villain of the movie. And we didn't even know he was in it. We was sus- we suspected it, but he's right. the villain. They show he's- Doc Ock and you think he's going to be the main baddie. And it's no, it's it's Green Goblin. Oh, but he was also very good. Oh, he's great. It's Alfred oh, Molina. Yeah. He's great. Yeah. Alfred Molina. But yeah. he is, they complete the character arc, right? Yes. They, they completed it. It's genius. But I mean, yeah, I love, well, we're all over the place. I can't help it. But yeah. I, I, I love that the ultimate, the no matter what universe, Spider-Man's ultimate villain will always be Norman Osborn. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Always. And it was perfect. It was freaking perfect. Isn't it nice that Andrew Garfield got his third movie? <laughs> Isn't it nice it's that like, Andrew Garfield got his redemption? And Andrew Garfield that's, was, I was gonna so say, good in this. It, that, that was one of the parts where you cried, right? Yes. Yes, when he saves MJ. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And he and even he's crying. He's crying. Yeah. Yeah. Because he he did it. He's he 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 redeemed his greatest mistake and didn't let it happen again. And he just look Andrew Garfield is so good in this movie. And it just it's the shame of it's the shame of the amazing Spider-Man movies. They never quite, other than the Gwen Peters stuff, they didn't quite make it work. Right. Right. But this, guys, but it, I'll be honest with you, after this movie, I want to see another Andrew Garfield Spider-Man yeah. movie. You know, there's a rumor floating around that they're going to do a Amazing Spider-Man 3 now? They should. I want, I mean, this is, again, this is the beauty of this now, is this door has been opened. They could make a Peter, uh, Toby Maguire Spider-Man. They could make an Andrew Garfield Spider-Man. Well, they, and they, it doesn't affect. I, I, I will say well, that they, they could bring him in for for another uh, Spider Verse or they in one could. of the, or one of the future Spider-Man movies. You know, like I will, I will say this: the the only thing I feel they missed that they could have done, but they would have had to bring more actors in to make it work. I think mm-hmm. is showing when they went back what their worlds were like. Toby and, and Andrew's Spider-Man worlds. I get it, but there was so much weight in that scene that I think that would have taken away from what's going on with yeah. our Peter, Tom Holland's Peter. Yeah. Right? Because we needed those consequences for his decision, right? Yeah. Which we didn't feel in one day. And one more day, you're supposed to feel like the Peter, they sold their marriage to the devil. Everything is great. And that's, like, <laughs> that's how it ends. Like, it's so bizarre. With this so, one, it's so somber, Right. Right. So since we are on a on a time crunch, I want to talk about my one yeah what didn't issue. Like? It's the same issue I had with one more day. Huh? The there's there's no explanation on like oh everyone's memories wiped. But wait, he what about you know the Avengers and all the stuff Spider Man and Peter did with the Avengers and but it's magic. I know that's my problem. When they asked the writers about it, one more day. That's that what they did. They just said, "Oh, it's magic." It's magic it doesn't matter. That's one of the worst answers in the history of, of like comics. Oh, I, I know, I I know, because it bothers me. It's like, oh, so that also wipes. Ram. And hold on, and hold on. Hold like, on. all the pictures of they him. even give a <laughs> hint. They even give a hint that MJ remembers the Peter because she's wearing the, the 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 black dahlia, the black dahlia amulet at the end of the movie. Yep. I think it's one of those because again, they after one more day, they 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 did better job of explaining how this thing works. They remember Spider Man. Right. Everyone remembers Spider-Man. They just don't right. remember Peter. Right. And all that stuff from him is gone. Right. And right. that was that was the if you read the, the decade of Spider-Man books after they did repeat, they did peel back one by one where he would have to get people to remember who he was. And those right. I mean, that's 
those are some good stories actually yeah i mean but that's the whole thing like the entire world doesn't know who peter parker is right like, i mean you funny. notice that's what you notice at the end GED. He, he had to get a ged because yeah. he didn't go back to high school did, did he even still have a, a a social security number i mean like there's or, questions or here. There, there's a lot of questions like and how's he affording that apartment you know like of course he doesn't know where all the criminals are stark, so he easily get a new social security number stark left him money right yeah, but, no one remembers but no mean, one remembers yeah but, but no that's one, the whole, if, if no one remembers who you are it doesn't necessarily mean your identity is erased mm. right that's the difference yeah i guess i wish i had a better explanation of then how does how the magic worked. know whether to erase a picture of peter parker or a picture of peter parker that was taken because he was spider-man he the the, the quest is that no one remembers that peter parker is spider-man mm. and right I, i'm sorry ned and peter or MJ and Peter didn't have any pictures together on their phones. Like, were those pictures erased? Well, now see, now, there there is a slight explanation for that. And if you think back, you you'll 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 start to see it. Every time something big happened, like the party at the first girlfriend's house or whatever, Peter was always running away, running from that to go to do yeah, something. So, but- so like he literally was making not much of a footprint already in the bigger events of their lives because he was always taking off but he was also friends with ned before he became spider-man there is a description there in the one more day the post one more day brand new day books there is a thing saying there's a block where that stuff does exist but the spell doesn't let people remember it okay right like it's like a perception perception exactly it's exactly how they describe it it's perception filter so you can see the the doctor who thing actually yeah it's very (laughs) much you see the picture of them but your brain isn't registering who that is yeah. Mm. And that's how they do it. And it's it is a magic mind wipe thing. But again, this is uh they make it work, and I imagine in the next one we'll get it. And what I find interesting is like because of that, is like this these movies have taken a lot of some criticism for being the least comic accurate interpretations of Spider-Man, right? Because the MCU Spider-Man is very different than the comic yeah. Spider-Man in a lot of ways. But at the end of it, it's 100 percent the the set night that John Ramita Spider-Man. So that's the other thing. Oh, I like that because he's got the he's got the apartment and he has the most comic accurate Spider-Man suit at the end. Oh yeah, the, the, the brighter blue. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. That's and then he's just swinging through Queens, right? With no every with no one knowing who he is. So we're closer to the traditional Spider-Man. And then that was my only other issue. And it's you know we'll see where it goes, but like killing off Aunt May, making her. That giving her to, to give him give her give him the his uncle ben moment and it's like mm-hmm. i assumed he had his uncle ben moment we just never saw it so i think we all made that assumption but perhaps maybe he didn't did he even have an uncle ben in this universe yes yes because has that been talked he about? mentioned it his they, the suitcase the suitcase he has when he's going on vacation it says ben parker on it and it I was, didn't even remember yeah. That. Okay. yeah so he did have an uncle ben and perhaps they did have that moment perhaps that's where may got that line from. right we just never saw it. I mean, just because we never saw it. And like when Andrew Gart, when uh, Peter, when Toby McGuire, Peter says Uncle Ben, like it registered, you're right, because it does register with Peter. Right. But we got, and he got that moment with Tony Stark too. So he's actually gotten it potentially three times now. Yes. Mm. And uh, they did point out a couple of th- couple times have pointed out this time it was the comic accurate line. Yes. With it great power, the, must, also must also come, come great responsibility. That's because Stanley Stan was getting paid by the word, you know. Yes. <laughs> so yeah, that's that was pointed out. Is is that hot, JD? Yeah. 
JD was just handed food. We're on a time crunch. He's only got half an hour left, so he has to eat. But now he can't speak, which is not a good thing. Um, For a podcast, no. Okay. So, <laughs> so, so there might, you know, so unfortunately we lost yeah. May. Yeah, which I'm, I'm really sad about. That hurt. Melissa like, Tor- Torme, you know. Marissa. It's not It's not just because of Marissa Torme. It's the fact that. Melissa. Marissa Torme. Yeah. Marissa, Marissa, sorry. Yeah, that's what I yeah Mar- the, the, it's not just Marissa Torme, you know, like, because I like, I like her acting. I like her. And, and I, you know, it's just, it, it, it's like somebody, somebody else said, I, I, again, I shouldn't really watch so many reviews after seeing it myself, but like, if you think about it in the end, this is putting Peter Parker back into the same situation as the other Peter Parkers where nothing goes right ever. And that's not the kind of Spider-Man I ever wanted to see. I that mean, I understand, Spider- but that is Spider-Man, but, but that's yeah, the that thing. Like, what's, what's the point of watching a movie about a guy who's going to get worse with every movie? I like, think there's yeah, no, th- there's no uplift for it. There's no reason for it to be a hero movie. It's a, it's literally just getting your schadenfreude on. No, no, I, no. I'm looking, that's, I'm looking to see something. But, but, but I've heard Spider-Man. people that I've heard people who don't like Tom Holland has have now come out and said he's now earned being Spider-Man because of this movie because of the heartache. So cuz that's a big part of who Spider-Man is, right? Right. Like is the like overcoming. He's, like at the end he's ready to tell MJ like I'm Peter and I love you, but and he doesn't because cuz she brushes her hair band-aid. back. He sees the band-aid and he's yeah. like it, just like the Peters in the other movies, you're better it, off or, without me. They're better off without me, yeah. And that's part of Spider-Man right? Is that because Spider-Man is a character who's down to the dumps, right? He is very much a woe is me character and being, because Peter Parker was that. Being Spider-Man is what pushes him not to be that, right? Right. So like having a little bit of tragedy is what's, it's good for the character and it also puts us into a different situation because again, I do think he's going to try to make MJ fall in love with him again because that's what, because they're destined to be together, right? And it's going to be a good story when he has to earn it back. Well, this goes back to, you were saying, like, there's that perception filter, but she's got the Black Dahlia. And got to remember, this this version of MJ is freaking smart as hell. She'll, she'll like, just from that one interaction alone at the end, she's going to be thinking, why do I feel this way when I look at this guy? Why am I holding this Black Dahlia thing? Where did that come from? She might track him down. She may. She may try to figure it out. Like, she might try to figure out who this person is in these photos. Right. Right. Yeah. There's yeah. going to be a story like that's That's going to be the next story is where to be exactly here. And so it's like it opens up a whole world of narrative possibilities right now. Similar to one more day, because there was all the stories about Johnny Storm needing to remember about Mary Jane needing to remember. Then it's like now you get all these reconnections. And when you get the moment where the three of them come back together, you're going to feel it. Well, that's 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 another question, because like with the rumor is the next three movies obviously was is Peter in college. And so the question becomes, does he go to MIT? No, he goes to Empire State. Yeah, because he does in the comics. Well, he, he also wasn't he was didn't Mr. Fantastic bring him into like a program or something? Wasn't later he? On. Eh. Yeah, later on. Okay. Later on. Not tra- the traditional Spider-Man, the Ramita Spider-Man, if you will. Empire or, State University. And, and just to backtrack just a, a second, there were there was a lot of people saying that, well, you know, now they can bring in Zendaya and you know it, what's his face the anytime they want if they want to bring them bring them back into another another movie in the future i'm like nah you you the next spider-man movie has to have them back you know coming back it has to be part, at least partially about them coming back Here's, because i can't i can't see anybody 
I can't see them not doing that. You no, know? they'll do it. They'll bring it because it's complicated. What they'll do is they should, and this is what they should do. They never did really in the original Spider-Man movies, any of them. Now we need Black Cat. Well, they now always had her in the background, but and then it makes know, it complicated. You, now you bring in Felicia to make it complicated because Felicia loves Spider-Man, not Peter. Not P- Peter, exactly. And now you have and, MJ, and MJ lo- loves Peter, Peter and not now you Spider-Man. Put a, that's the next story. That's the next step. Is now and then you put the onus on Peter to be well, like. Well, who, where am I better off? Am I better off just being Spider-Man or being Peter, right? And there's a balancing act. And that's classic. That's classic Spider-Man. And they planted the seed, right? Because the, they they said the question in the movie, do, does she love you because you're Spider-Man or, or not? You know, mm-hmm. and I think they planted the seed. They also planted another seed about, you know, best friends becoming villains and turning on Spider-Man because Ned because right? of Ned. And then they also established that Ned can do magic in this. So that's right. Because it, it, the only, the only reason, well, wait a minute. So does that still mean that Dr. Strange knows that Ned could do magic? Because if he still does, he's going to come find him and, and say, Hey, it's time for training, dude. Like, you know, if he, yeah, if he forgot, that opens the door for Ned to go on to become evil or something, you know, for things well, to happen. Let me throw this at you. Why is Ned Leeds? What is what is Ned Leeds' most famous attribute in the comics? I don't know. Besides That's, being Hobgoblin, he was not Hobgoblin. He was what? He was the miss. He everyone thought he was Hobgoblin. Yes, yes, everyone thought he was Hobgoblin. There you go. Now we have that. That kind of sets that up too. Yeah, yeah, that's right. They. Hmm. Yeah. So he's going to become Hobgoblin? He, I, does, that, well, is that a thing? That's in the comics. In the comics, he's framed as Hobgoblin. Yes. And when he and he dies, and when he dies, the world believes he is Hobgoblin until Roderick Kingsley shows up again. That's huh. right. That's right. I forgot. And that's funny because that's that's one of the main stories from when I was heavily collecting. Oh, it's the Roger Stern. The Roger Stern stuff's the best. Yeah. Well, that's the thing too. It's all the Goblin stuff stayed. Willem Dafoe goes back. His Goblin glider didn't go back. Oh my goodness! You're right. You got, now you got the hobgoblin origin. Oh, now, just, well, now Peter can have his guy. Now this Peter can have his goblin. Well, you also have the Clintar, right? The the the, the venom. Mm-hmm. Oh yeah, the, they're, the, they're called the Clintars, right? Symbiotes is what I always call them. You know? Yeah, they they tried to give them a name, but they're just symbiotes. They're symbiotes. Well, they, they, yeah, but the, the the thing is like. So so we're gonna yeah, talk the Clint, about the Clintars, right? So, you you want to mm-hmm. talk about that after credit scene? That like why was he there? Well, Okay. See, so you didn't see I got Maximum it. Carnage. Right. At the end of Maximum Carnage, he's sitting in a hotel we room. About, we talked about that. But how they, the Peter Singers, they brought in people who knew Peter was Spider-Man. The Clintars, so, the, the, the Clintars are a hive mind race, but their hive mind goes across across universes. All right, so I'll all I'll the Clintars it. know who Spider-Man is one, because one because of them because the one time knew it. So, so he I'll, was brought in there. Oh, you know what? Okay, I'll allow it. And they actually hinted at it too. And he said, I fought an alien. Okay, I yeah. tip my cap to you, sir. That makes yeah. sense. Yeah, and I think that's why they threw that in about the Tover Grace fan. Which was a much simpler explanation than what everybody else was thinking. But that means that you're not, that means that that, okay, so this gets really complicated because the Venom, that Venom is not going to be part of the MCU. He's still part of his own universe. But they left the symbiote, like left the little symbiote baby. So now we're gonna have Venom. But but yeah. Morbius, Morbius is in the MCU. He is because he because he was he he's talked Walters to, in the movie, right? Well, right. Even though and, and he's made mention of other things that are in part of the MCU, not part of Venom. 
So. But even though in the in the trailer he passes a picture of the Tobey Maguire Spider Man that says murderer on it, so I don't know. <laughs> it's gonna be really complicated. Who knows? Because I think everyone wanted to see Tom Hardy and Tom Holland though go up against each other. Like they felt might. like they were setting up. Yeah, we still might. We don't know what's gonna happen in Multiverse of Madness. Because mm-hmm. again, also in the trailer for that, the new Morbius trailer, he says, "They go, who are you?" He goes. Venom. I'm kidding. I'm Dr. Morbius. Like, so there is a Venom in the MCU then. Yeah. So is Tom Hardy actually in that universe? I don't know. I really don't know. A yeah. variant, if you will. Or maybe or maybe we're we're off and Morbius gets transported to the MCU or something because you know, like you said, if you've got a picture, if he's talking about Venom already, the Venom in MCU isn't established yet. He's only a little little bitty thing let's, of let's of, hold on. Let's not forget this. Venom is controlled by Sony as part of the Spider-Man universes. Right. So the quote-unquote MCU will only get to play in the Spider-Man version of the MCU or when they bring Spider-Man into an eventual Avengers-esque movie. Mm -hmm. So maybe we see Venom. Maybe that's just a tease for something that doesn't come. I don't know. You know, it's uh, it's intriguing. Hey, you, you guys, the second time I saw it, I was staring at the sky when everyone was coming through. Oh, yeah, to to see everything that was, yeah, Mm mm-hmm. I There's saw, a scor- scorpion. I, saw I didn't scorpion. see scorpion. I saw Car- uh, Craven. I I thought I saw Craven too. And and uh, the rhinoceros, the the rhino. rhino. Yeah, the rhino. Yeah, rhino. And I saw a rhino. What else? What else was there? There was something else that I saw. I wasn't sure about. Shoot. Sure I mean, should we should we also discuss the plot holes? I never pick up, which is bad for a writer. But I never pick up. To That's the thing, though. This one I didn't pick up on too many plot holes. Like normally, I'm sitting there and it'll hit me. Electro. Electro never learned Spider-Man's yeah. identity. That's true. Oh, well, that was yeah. yeah. And and he looks much better. There was no explanation. But but it could be. Well, I don't care. About- Jamie, Jamie Foxx wasn't coming back if he looked like that. Yeah, yeah. right. So he looks Jamie different Foxx, yeah. in this universe because whatever, it doesn't matter. I agree. I agree. That's they they should have said that anyone who died or I thought they made it very confusing. Was it because originally it was people who died at Spider-Man's hand. Right. That's then, what it felt like. Yeah. But then Lizard never died. Then died. Right. Mm. Neither did neither did Sandman. I don't think. Did right. Sandman die? No, Sandman didn't die. Yeah. Uh, so it's, he, they let Sandman him go knew who Peter And why, was, right? why didn't Topher yes. Grace come in? Right. Because he died, right? Or he didn't die, or did he? The Topher Grace Eddie Brock? What's he do? He he puts him in the, surrounds him in the bars and plays the thing, and then he's going crazy and he throws a bomb at him. So we don't know if he died or not. But it, it it couldn't be all of them, right? It's just like oh, oh they these were the guys. Maybe Trevor Grace the, didn't want to do it. Well, these were the guys that just slipped through the cracks, stuff. That's true. So and these were also the guys that that's true. They slipped through the cracks, and these are the ones they found. There could have been ones they didn't find either. Right. Well, well like like Venom. Venom was there. They never found him. Maybe they hanging out in a bar. That's true. <laughs> and that's the thing. Maybe they want to stick with Tom Holland and people's mind is Venom and not bring Trevor Grace. When Stacy could have been hanging out somewhere. <laughs> So that was also an interesting choice for Sandman, with Flint Marker, to keep him as sand the entire time until the very end. Is that because the actor's really old or doesn't That was look kind of my thought. It's because Thomas Hayden Church doesn't look quite like Thomas Hayden Church anymore. And it might just be, might have been Wait. easier just to keep him as sand the whole time. Well, the guy who plays the lizard. Recent my God. Well, that's what he looked like. You know? Yeah, but but you only got you only got a few glimpses of him, right? Right. Like, you only see Thomas Hayden Church like he's sitting down. He's kind of just see his face at the end. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So they, they, some of these actors may have just been CG'd in because they yeah, were, but because they, they were they had like other things. That they, they definitely de aged. They definitely de aged. Yeah, oh, and Alfred Molina. 
Alfred okay. Molino and well, he had uh, a bad and, uh, wig on. And William Defoe. Alfred, Alfred, Molino, Alfred Molino had a really bad wig on, but they also de-aged him. And oh, he looked. William good. Defoe yeah. is sixty-two, I believe. Mm-hmm. And mm-hmm. did you know he only agreed to come back if he could do most of his own stunts? No. Yeah, he did. He did. What that. a madman! I love him. Yes. He's, he's awesome. He's great in this movie. He oh, is. I, I like how the J.K. Cinnamon's the um, Daily Bugle is only popular now because he made his bones off of. Spider-Man. Off of Spider-Man being to, being Peter Parker, and now that nobody knows it, now he's sitting there railing just against Spider-Man. But he went from he went from his basement with a green screen behind uh-huh. him and the whole yeah, the so whole like a, great character growth, great growth in him and that. And I love how he's hawking the the supplements. They so get a little oh. shot at Alex Jones in there. Yeah. I'm like, yeah. that's good stuff. That's funny. Yeah, I, yeah, I kind of wanted like a, a scene though in the when Toby went back with him wearing toupee. I like that. <laughs> yeah, no. I like that he didn't have the toupee. That he was bald in this one, because it made him. It was different version of him. Yeah. So yeah. we got that visual separation. <gasps> Excuse me. That was really great. I'm really happy too that all the Spider-Men wound up having different costumes. I know this wasn't planned on it, but it all made for us to be able to tell who was who at the end right, of this. Right. Well, mostly. Yeah. I mean, really some cool. of the action was. Low. Okay. How many? What was the reaction in the theaters for you guys when the guy, the Spider-Man, came through the first portal and it was. Andrew Garfield, yeah, applaud, uh, thunderous applause both times. Yes, and yeah. the first time I picked up on it before everybody else. I, I mean, I the whole time I'm in the show, I'm saying they're not going to, they're not coming back, they're not coming back. I subscribe to the MJ philosophy: if you expect disappointment, you're never disappointed. <laughs> so I did not want to let myself believe this was possible. Mm-hmm. And then when I saw the eyes, the Bagley eyes, yep, that's when I was like, it's him, it's, it's Andrew Garfield. So I. I clapped before everyone else did in the theater. And then when everybody else realized it was, we had a thunderous applause. But the second time I didn't clap at all because I was wanted to, I just I was listening to the crowd because my kid didn't get it. He never saw the amazing Spider-Man. Right. So for him, I told him, oh, it's like Spider-Verse. You get all the different Spider-Man. And he was like, oh, it's like Spider-Verse. Okay. But yeah, my theater the second time around, every I heard <gasps> I heard audible gasps when he came. That, that's that's what I got gas. And just as Bro. a quick aside, like in uh, they they did a uh, pitch meeting. Screen Rant did a pitch meeting for this, and one of the this makes sense. One of the things they did was the the guy's pitching to the executive. He's he's like Andrew Garfield's in it, and the the and the executive's like, "Eh, okay. He's like, no, I'm not getting a reaction. You got to go watch all these movies, and then it flips to 11 hours and 47 minutes later, and now he's like, and then the executive's like, oh yes, he's from the other movie I just saw. So you know, it's like there are some people in the theater. I went on a Friday afternoon. There were some people in the theater that were like, oh, yay. But then there were a couple of them that were gasps. I, I live in a very rural area. There were a couple of people that gasped. And then there was there was a lot of applause. But, you know, there were still some people there that were so young. They hadn't seen the first two trilogies. Yeah, mm-hmm. yeah same. Yeah, my, kid, my kid was one of them. He yeah. only knows the Tom Holland Spider-Man. And now I can show him these ones and he's got to touch them. Cause again, it all counts. Like I'm so happy. They never recycled villains after all. Yeah. Right. Like I know, yeah. that in it, in it, I know it was inadvertent at the time, but it wound up making this so much better. Yeah. Yeah. Cause it would have been weird with two doc ox, right? Would have been. So here's a question for you guys that my buddy on Twitter, Tony Bell sent me this. Does this movie confirm that the spider verse Peter B Parker was Tobey Maguire? Because Murray goes, are, do you have an MJ? Yeah, MJ and I were together. It's complicated. It was rough, but we're together, right? Because that was well, always speculation. Was Peter B. Parker from Spider-Verse was Tobey Maguire. 
does this movie kind of tie that up? Because he talked about the difficulty with his relationship with MJ, but okay. they're back together. What's the Peter B. Parker thing? What's oh from Peter B. Parker? That was the Peter Parker from Spider Verse, the one that ben, the one that got Peter by MJ. Peter Ben Parker. Peter Benjamin oh. Parker. Yeah, that was his full name, but that's how they identify him in Spider Verse. Is he he's tagged as Peter B. Parker? He's the one that the what? fat one, the fat Spider Man. Oh 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 oh. That Tobey Maguire is the fat Spider Man. This is him. After, yeah, yeah, this yeah, is yeah. him. I got a couple things on this because, like, he's he's not fat anymore because he's back together with MJ, and he's also the one who accepts being in a different universe much because Andrew Andrew Garfield's like this is crazy, and, and Tobey Maguire's kind of like, "Yep, I'm looking for and, your friend. I'm trying to make like he's like much more grounded into this because he's done it before." And the back pain, right? And the back pain, which is a great scene, by the way. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, the back pain too. I forgot about that. The back pain. Oh wait, no, it, it, it can't be because because he has the organic web shooters and the other one didn't. Oh, I didn't even think of that. Yeah. yeah. Which was something which was so fun to see to see them all. You've got organic. How does it even work? Where does it come out of besides it's like all the questions that all of us all have. the fans like, have? Yeah. They just they he's just like, I don't want to talk about it. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I, I mean, between just having them sit like that's what i love like most most of this stuff like talk, take the ghostbusters from a couple of years back right it was like they had the original ghostbusters but it was just sight gag and you're gone and whatever this one gave they they were part of the show they were mm -hmm. part of the actual plot they had they had a huge effect they were they were you know first class citizens in this movie main brothers yeah brothers Their brother it, i love that line Their it, brothers. it gave them time to like they it gave them time to riff on each other, to talk mm -hmm. to each other, to build out their differences. Oh. And then, and then they gave us that one thing where they're all sitting there doing their science thing. And Ned goes, Hey, Peter is, and they're like, which, which, which one? And they're doing the whole mean point thing at each other. <laughs> like, they did. That's great. Like, <laughs> that was great. And I, I love when he's like, Peter Parker. It's like, <laughs> yeah, we're help, all man. Peter <laughs> Parker. It <laughs> like, doesn't help. Is that so, it? We're mean. Andrew Garfield got his redemption moment, right? When he saves MJ. Yeah. Yeah. And Peter is Tom Holland is ready to kill the Green Goblin, right? He's going to impale yes. Green Goblin. How does Green Goblin die? Got to be impaled. He is going to impale him with the Goblin Glider. And who stops him? Mm -hmm. Tobey Maguire. Tobey Maguire. Yep. The oldest, the old, the grounded, the adult Spider-Man, the one who's been through it. The one he needs, like the older brother saying, don't do this. It's, it's, there's, it's there, weird there's too, because there's, okay. there's a plot, there's a plot hole too, because, okay, so neither one of their spider senses detected that the Green Goblin was going to stab them. They've had it before where you're just we're super distracted, right? Yeah. Where the and especially so, Toby McGuire's, which can which is prone to his own anxiety to mm. not working. So the the and the whole thing is that scene is like a there's a shortcut, right? It's just the looks in their eyes. They're not oh, saying each other anything to each other. Is, the acting is so good in this movie. And and that's the whole thing. They're just look he, like Toby's giving him a look like, don't do this, you don't want to do this, you know. And it's like, it's so good, but like, it goes back to my, my question that I say every time one of these movies comes out, like, does this movie work if you've not seen the no. other Spider-Man movies? No, it no, doesn't. Because no, you... by design. It doesn't by yeah. design. Like you, this is a movie that makes you appreciate the other Spider-Verse does because Spider-Verse lives on its own. This is right. a movie that could do what Spider-Verse couldn't, right? It's not yeah. Spider-Man. It's not Spider-Man three. It's Spider-Man eight. Right. Right, like this movie is is Spider Man eight by design, which, which and is I think fine. that's what makes it great. Yeah, no, no, not only does it make fine, it makes it great. 
right? There's never been a movie that did this before that tie because we've never seen a Batman movie that ties in multiple continuities. We might, we might, and now DC might be in trouble because Marvel beat them to the punch again. But yeah, this time this movie relies on everything that's come before it. And again, that's what makes it like comics. And they're not just relying on it, they're paying homage they're embracing it right yeah they're embracing it they're like yes this is what we are we we love you we give you back to the fans here you are we have these Mm -hmm. eight other spider-man movies nine because they hit that miles exists somewhere like we have all these (laughs) other spider-man movies that you love and we love them too and here's why we're not ashamed about the old movies we made like they make fun of the mistakes they like they made fun of max dylan's character like uh, like they're saying like jay bucks like i hear i look great because they admitted that in the last one it was stupid right yeah they embrace it they steer into it and they said oh here it is yes this is what we did it's ball it's so gutsy for feige to be so comfortable in himself to say no i'm not gonna push away what came before us we're gonna talk about why it was awesome and and you like you keep saying that the acting was so good and it's because this is what happens when you give you get good writers a good director Mm -hmm. you let them you let them be fans they're not just writers they're not just writers they're fans of comic books that are Mm -hmm. writing this and and you let you let the whole thing breathe i mean this thing was what two and a half hours right yeah it doesn't feel that it didn't like every minute at all every minute of it is like you never it never feels long it never feels slow it feels like it felt like a trade paperback right like because when you're reading them monthly like there's like breaks in this that feel like issues and then you go to the next issue and it feels like it's a new story has started, but you're continuing the same arc. Like, yeah. I just, I love the, com- this is definitely a movie made by people that not only love comics, but love comic book movies, specifically Spider-Man. This is a movie for people that love Spider-Man. Yeah. yeah. And I love Spider-Man and I love these movies. Even the bad stuff I've enjoyed, right? Yeah. Like this is, and it redeems all of them. It does. It, it can, redeems can, all the Spider-Bees. Can, can I just say there's another, there was one other scene in this that was like one of the best the best oh god p word it's the best showing of of spider-man's spider sense was the when, peter tingle when when he when he walked into the room and he and the goblin oh, was about yeah. to, to betray him that and is just like, yes wasn't that amazing here's what's cool about that scene i talked about i, I did take a knee last time we talked about this too and i, I this is film dork jd comes up in the sam raimi spider-man movies they use the old hitchcock trick of the zoom in pull out to do the yep. spider sense yeah right and they hadn't done they didn't do that in the the the, the tom holland movies or in the andrew garfield movies to do his spider sense but uh-huh. they did it here right is he's trying mm-hmm. to figure out what's going on and they do the zoom in pull out to have the the main villain of the Sam Raimi movies turn on him. Like it's a great way to portray the spider sense. It's a great way to tie back into the original movies when the green goblin is back. I, I loved everything about that sequence. It's so good, but it still shows that his spider sense is still evolving. Like it's still, he's still getting better at it. And Mm -hmm. like, we will get the way of the spider at some point. Mm-hmm. Like, hey, actually, Danny Rand's supposed to help teach it, teach him the way of the spider, isn't he? In the he? comics, in the comics, <laughs> uh, not Danny Rand, it's uh, Shang Chi. Oh, Shang Chi! Oh, Shang Chi! Right. Mm-hmm. So Shang Chi's gonna perfect. <laughs> all right. Well, we got guys, we have about ten minutes left. Yeah. So let's real quick go around and and give our final thoughts and our rating. One out of ten organic web shooters. <laughs> you and John, you can go first. I uh, no, this is a hard ten. This is like, this is, I mean, it, it hits your nostalgia bone. It just, it, it hits you in the heart so many different ways. It's a love letter to you as a fan. It, it, the acting 
was amazing. You could tell that like Andrew Garfield and, and uh, oh my God. The, Toby Maguire. Toby Maguire. They like, they were having fun, you know, with yeah. this. Like, every, I don't know. Everything was just perfect, you know? And I know I'm usually a stickler for plot holes and stuff, but yeah, I'll give them a pass on this one. It's just, it's just too good. Um, so I, and the fact that they're going to make three more, I mean, they've got my kids. It's like that old meme here, take my money, you know? So yeah, I am really glad that the Tom Holland made it to, made it to number three and that Garfield was got his number three basically. And I don't know, I, I don't know what else to say about this, you know, it's, and, and we've got this, I can't wait to see where they go from here because now we've got, we've got Spider-Man right where he, you normally find him like alone in a broken down apartment and just, you know, dealing with life now. It's going to be interesting. So yeah, 10, 10. I can't, I, I don't know what else to say. Okay. JD. I love this movie. Um, I, I, the plot hole stuff rarely bothers me because I'm a believe, firm believer that character trumps all good characters will trump all mechanics. And mm-hmm. this is a movie full of great characters and great character moments. And it's been, it's a movie that is built on the backs of 20 years of filmmaking, right? Yeah. The seeds of this movie were laid in 2002 with the original Spider-Man movie. And I'm just disappointed they couldn't work Nicholas Hammond somewhere into there. Mm. I, I love it. I love the characters. I love what they did. I like the choices. I like how fundamentally ground in, in the universe it feels. And I like that at the end of it, like John said, we get back to the, the more traditional Spider-Man, which I didn't see coming. And I'm very curious to see what's next because I don't know coming out of this. And, you know, I, I loved everything about it. It's a good 8.5. No, I'm totally kidding. It's a 10. Oh, God. <laughs> it's a good 8.5. <laughs> <laughs> I gotcha. All right. Sir. Well, I'm going to say that I love the nostalgia aspect of it, but it this movie works could can work without that, too, to a point. Because it's it's still a story that furthers Tom Holland Spider Man and furthers hit you know the MCU. It's not just nostalgia for nostalgia's sake kind of a movie, you know. So like we said with the the Ghostbusters, like that was definitely a movie that furthered the story. Yeah. So I mean, I loved I loved it. I loved the inclusion of Daredevil and you know and just all the all the actors were great and yeah, I'm gonna give it a solid five. Oh, I'm sorry. A I ten. Did I did that joke. <laughs> I know, but I did it. I did it better. All right. Oh. <laughs> so obviously, yes, we all love this movie. Probably our top movie of the year. Yeah. So yeah. All right. So let's wrap it up with some recommendations for our audience. JD, you got anything? Spider Man. There's nothing else to talk. This this dominates everything. Go see Spider Man, and then when that's done, uh, revisit the old ones. Okay, John. I say Spider-Man and go see, um, go see Green Arrow. Go see Green Arrow. Yeah, that's right. You could do that. Go, <laughs> go see Hawkeye. Hawkeye is, I still think it's a, a, just a fun ride, you know? Oh, I can't wait for the final episode because I think it's going to somehow tie into this. I know, right? I, I, oh my God. You're going to see, you're going to see Spider-Man swinging in the background or something. I or think so. Something. I, I, something. It's going to be something. So, so, or, or we're going to meet Daredevil. I mean, like, you know, oh. Matt Murdock as, he, as he's coming out of Aunt May's apartment building. I don't know. Like, it's going to be interesting. So, yeah. But yeah, those two, like, this is, it, it, it's Christmas. You got time. Everybody's off. Go have some fun. Watch these, watch these things. Okay. 
Well, I will recommend that you go to superheroespeak.com where you can find the podcast every week. So links to all our social media at the top of the page. And of course, comic book reviews by our good friend D Square. I'm gonna I'm gonna say it. Yeah, I recommend go go back and watch all the old Spider-Man movies. And you know what? It's Christmas, boys and girls. Go spend time with your family. That's my my biggest recommendation. Oh God, don't uh, do that. No. <laughs> if you like your family although not like john so (laughs) and uh and we'll see you in two weeks so on that note as always thanks for listening don't let you keep you caught the door have a good christmas vacation